Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and today I want to talk about handling multiple opponents in Wandering Heroes of Ogregate. Like, say you have a big battle where you where there's a bunch of allies on the player side that you want to keep track of, and there's a bunch of enemies uh, that you want to keep track of, but it you don't want to you don't want to roll for every single combat. So, I mean, this comes up sometimes if I have a battle that's not quite like a you know like a war. It's not like a hundred guys versus a hundred and fifty guys. It's maybe thirty guys versus forty-five guys, or something like that. Uh, when that happens, one thing I do is I try to sort of you know pair off the the, the you know the various uh, you know important powerful uh, heroes or experts. And uh, I have a bunch of methods for doing. That. I really kind of choose depending on what's going on. I like to have all kinds of options for this to choose from, but one method that I've fallen back on a lot is something I call the one, two, three method. And I call it that because I keep track. I, I, I've noticed that combat tends to be about three rounds in Wandering Heroes of Aggregate. By the third round, you usually know if people haven't fallen yet, who's going to, to win or lose. And, and so what I do is I just list off all of the different you know, NPC combatants, the people that the players aren't directly engaging at the moment. And again, this stuff can shift during play. But um, but let's just say, for example, I'm going to keep it simple and just focus on, on two characters, but this would normally be like a list of like eight or nine characters. But we'll say that I have Iron Beard and Lady Plum Blossom in a... In a uh, you know, fighting each other on the battlefield. And so what I do is I just look at their chi ranks, and if I see that Lady Plum Blossom is chi rank 6, I give her a 60-10 value. If I see that Ironbeard is chi rank 5, I give him a 5-10 d a 10 value. And then every round, I roll for each of the characters that are involved. So, you know, I'm going to roll right now. So for, for Ironbeard, I would do his 5-10, d and, and he got an, a 10 as his, at his highest. And I would do uh, Lady Plum Blossoms, and she got an eight at her highest. So that would mean uh, that the first round, Ironbeard wins. So I'd put like a little win symbol. What I don't know, whatever symbols you want to use. But I put a W for the winner and an X for the loser. And I do that over the course of three rounds. And then so by the next round, you know, let's just roll again. We'll see what uh, what Ironbeard gets. Ironbeard got another nine. Uh, and Lady Plum Blossom, she got a 10. So she wins, and he loses. So now uh, they've each won one, they've each lost one. And it's the best two out of three. So we'll see who wins next. Uh, again, Ironbeard, he got a 10. And Lady Plum Blossom, she actually got a three, believe it or not. So, um, so that means he won, even though he was a little bit less powerful than her, he won. And so my, my rule of thumb is this. Two out of three, that means the person gets knocked out. They're, they're incapacitated. Three out of three, the person's dead. And so that's, um, that's the, the approach that I've taken, and that seems to work. That keeps things moving pretty quickly. Um, there are, you know, I, have, I have other ways of doing it. I, I've got a whole method that I talk about in War of Swarming Beggars. I might include this method as well because this might come up. War of Swarming Beggars is for larger, larger numbers of foes. But, uh, but yeah, that's the, you know, it's just a, a really easy way to, to, to keep track of, if you don't want to, like, literally have to have these characters fight when they're, when they're, they're 
in the battle, but they're not really on screen. The player characters aren't paying attention to them. They might be to their left or to their right, and you just don't want to deal with with uh, with with having to manage a bunch of back and forths between characters that are sort of in the background. I I find this makes things move faster. I find it's fair. Um, basically, I I assign one d ten per rank of chi. If I feel a character is slightly better for some other reason, I might give them a plus one d10 or plus two d10 bonus. If they're if they have some, you know, something that gives them a disadvantage, I might give them a penalty. Um, you know, it's a it's a really simple method, but I mean, but it does the job, and and I think that's what's important. And so, I, I also use this method for other things, like if a, um if if I have a player and he assign if he sends a character good to go do something, like he has an assassin, he's like, I want you to go and kill so and so. I will, I will, I will use a similar method. If it's, you know, in that case, it would be a direct conflict. So I might do the same thing. I might assign him a die pool based on his chi rank and the enemy a die pool based on their chi rank, and then just have a roll off. Or I might simply assign a TN. So this would be more for a situation where the character they they send somebody to go steal something. Say they there's a shipment of gold and they want them to go steal it. I'd say okay, that's going to be a TN eight, and I give this person a you know uh, a value of of uh 2d10 uh as uh as thieves go and so and those are tend going to be lower die if it's against a target number it's generally going to be a lower die pool uh and based more around skill so so i'd be looking more at you know um the uh you know if it's a if it's a squad the collective theft uh skill or um uh, if it's uh, you know it, again it depends. Sometimes I would just arbitrarily assign a uh, um, a D10 pool, but sometimes I would base it off of an actual skill. So th- this is something that I've found very helpful. I think it's uh, I don't know I, th- I think it's a really quick and dirty way to, to to manage this stuff. This comes up a lot in my games. I have players walking around with huge retinues. It comes up in the genre too. You have sort of that that thing where the characters end up amassing followers and. And this can this is just a much I mean, I like having the characters fully fleshed out too, and I do, but it's it's a lot easier to just roll five d ten for Jagged Blade than to to have him have to use his actual technique every time he ever does anything, uh, especially if there's a momentum to what's going on and you don't want to get bogged down in turn increments. Um, you know, I I just find this is a nice lever to be able to pull to keep things moving uh, smoothly. I'll, I'll try to type something up on the blog about this uh, just because I think it might be handy for folks and I don't know if the visual of what I'm doing is totally clear here. So I will uh, I, I will, I will get into that. And I'm also going to hopefully have another review up in the next couple of days. So, all right, I will talk to you later.